Al-Bayan Radio presents the following program, asking Allah that it serves as a benefit for all. Bismillah, walhamdulillah, wassalatu wassalamu ala rasulillah, wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa man wa ala amma ba'd. Ayyuhal ikhwatul mustami'un, assalamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. Ma zilna ma'akum fi kitab al-fitan lil-imam al-bukhari rahmatullahi alayhi. وما زلنا معكم في الباب السابع عشر باب الفتنة التي تموج كموج البحر ذكر الإمام البخاري ثلاثة أحاديث في تحت هذا الباب الحديث الأخير يقول فيه الإمام البخاري حدثني بشر بن خالد قال أخبرنا محر عن شعبة عن سليمان سمعت أبا وائل قال قيل لأسامة ألا تكلم هذا؟ قال قد كلمته ما دون أن أفتح بابا أكون أول من يفتحه وما أنا بالذي أقول لرجل بعد أن يكون أميرا على رجلين أنت خير بعدما سمعت من رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم يقول يجاء برجل فيطرح في النار فيطحن فيها فيطحن فيطحن فيها كطحن الحمار برحاه فيطيف به أهل النار فيقولون أي فلان ألست كنت تأمر بالمعروف وتنهى عن المنكر فيقول إني كنت آمر بالمعروف ولا أفعله وأنهى عن المنكر وأفعله إذا هذا حديث فيه يعني رواية لقصة حصلت مع أسامة رضي الله تعالى عنه فأسامة رضي الله عنه جيء وكل ما في أمر عثمان فقيل له ألا تكلم هذا يعني عثمان رضي الله عنه فيما أنكر الناس عليه من تولية أقاربه قال أسامة قد كلمته ولم يقل أسامة يعني أي شيء آخر لم يقل إنه لم يسمع النصح بل أدى ما عليه نصحه أسامة وأدى ما عليه وقال قد كلمته ما دون أن أفتح بابا أكون أول من يفتحه دون أن يفتح بابا للغوغاء والأوباش كلمه بأدب سرا دون أن يفتح باب شر بالجهر بالإنكار وما أنا بالذي أقول لرجل بعد أن يكون أميرا على رجلين أنت خير أي سلك أسامة رضي الله عنه طريقا وسطا طريقا وسطا فهو يعني كأنه يقول عن نفسه لست بمن يجاهر بالإنكار ويؤلب على الخليفة ولا بالذي يمدح بما ليس في الممدوح فهكذا كان أسامة رضي الله تعالى عنه فالخليفة تحمل أمانة عظيمة وعليه واجب عظيم أمام الله عز وجل ومن غش ولي الأمر ويعني من غش ولي ولي الأمر 
يعني كال له المدح والسناء وأصبح يمدحه بما ليس فيه بما لا يستحقه فهو يعني أسامة رضي الله تعالى عنه لم يفتح باب الإنكار أمام الغواء وأمام عامة الناس ليؤلب الناس على الخليفة أيضا هو لم يغش يعني ولي الأمر ولم يذكر فيه يعني يعني أمورا ويكيل المدح والثناء فالواجب يعني نأخذ من هذا الحديث أن الواجب على المسلم النصحة لكن بالطرق المناسبة المجدية التي لا يترتب عليها آثار ومفاسد أعظم مما وقع فيه وإذا كان أسامة قال هذا الكلام في عثمان رضي الله تعالى عنه الصحابي الجليل العادل الصالح فما يقال في غيره يعني هذا درس والله هذا درس عظيم يعني إذا كان أسامة يعني سلك هذا الأسلوب مع هذا الخليفة العظيم مع هذا الصحابي الجليل الذي هو من العشرة المبشرين بالجنة إذا سلك معه هذا الأسلوب يعني لم ينكر لم ينكر عليه أمام العامة فتصوروا إذا كان هناك خليفة آخر ولم يكن برتبة عثمان ولا بعدل عثمان ولا بمقامه وديانته فلا شك أنه سيكون عنده أمور تعاب عليه أكثر بكثير مما قد عيب على عثمان رضي الله تعالى عنه فإذا فتح هذا أمام عامة الناس أمام الغوغاء فكيف سيكون مصير الخليفة وكيف سيكون مصير عامة الناس لا شك أن الناس سيؤلبون على خليفتهم وستكون هناك كثير من الفتن أيضا يعني أسامة لم كما قلنا لم يفتح باب المدح والثناء هو قال لا أقول يعني أمير لا أقول يعني لرجل بعد أن يكون أميرا على رجلين أنت خير يعني هو يعني سلك هذا هذا السلوك أنه لا يمدح أحدا تولى أمر الناس وكان لهذا لهذا يعني المنهج سبب وهو أنه سمع حديثا من النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم سنذكره فيما بعد إذا هذا كان موقف أسامة رضي الله تعالى عنه لا تعارض بين حديث عبادة بن الصامت السابق وهو قوله يعني قول يعني عبادة بايعنا رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم على السمع والطاعة في العسر واليسر والمنشط والمكره على أن نقول أو نقوم بالحق لا نخاف في الله لوم تلائم وبينما قاله أسامة هنا فلا بد من نصيحة ولي الأمر ولا بد من الإزعان والطاعة والسمع 
على جميع الأحوال والحد المحدد في الشرع ما لم تروا كفرا بواحا يعني مبايعة الإمام على السمع والطاعة في العسر واليسر لا يخالف لا يخالفه مناصحة الإمام مناصحة الإمام ويعني أمره بالمعروف ونهيه عن المنكر يعني ليس هناك تعارض بين السمع والطاعة وبين قول الحق والأمر بالمعروف والنهي عن المنكر All praises due to Allah. May Allah send His peace and blessings upon His final messenger Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. We continue with our discussion of the hadith of tribulation as Imam al-Bukhari rahimahullah mentions in chapter number 17 the tribulations that will uh, be like the uh, waves of the of the sea. Uh, we mention hadith of, uh, of Hudayfa uh, when he spoke about the hadith of Umar radiallahu anhu and the and the um, tribulations that will be like the waves of the of the sea, and how we said to Umar that there is a door between you and those tribulations, and then we spoke about the hadith of Abu Musa al Ashari radiallahu anhu that how he uh, gave uh, the uh, uh, and he was the guard standing over the yani the the garden in which Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam was cooling off, and then Abu Bakr and Umar. And then Uthman came in later and he prophesied والسلام, that uh, Uthman anhu, will be given the glad tidings of paradise due to a, 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 and with that glad tidings of paradise will be a tragedy that will be for him. And so that was يعني, um, interpreted later on by Abu, Abu Musa al-Ash'ari. Uh, the death of uh, of Abu Bakr and Umar and how they will be buried beside Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam, and then the uh, the 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 murder of Uthman radiyallahu anhu and how he was buried, uh, separate from the the, the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam. The next narration that we'll be discussing today is uh, the third narration in this chapter that Imam al Bukhari mentions, and it is narrated from Abu Wa'il that it was said to Usama radiallahu anhu uh, do not speak to that to that person this was in the time of Uthman radiallahu anhu and this was when Uthman was accused by some people of certain uh, unbecoming uh, decisions that he made in terms of choosing and electing governors to lead who happened to be uh, related to him by extension of family relations and they accused uh, Uthman radiallahu anhu of nepotism of preferring family members in giving them positions uh, of state so they said to Usama should you not speak to him and give him advice of this injustice in other words and he said uh, he said I did indeed speak with him but without opening the door of and he means by that without opening the door of 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 chaos and rebellion that has not been opened yet and i am not the type of person that says to a man who's been appointed as a leader even over two people you are good and he just talking up 
and speaking what the leader wants to hear. So he said, I did speak with him, but a balanced speech, meaning not something that would open the door of rebellion, nor something that was just uh, speaking him, speaking to him in a way to uh, just saying positive things to him. He said, and I did that because I heard Rasulullah say that a man will be brought and thrown in the hellfire. And so he will be milling around like the millstone driven by a donkey. Just as a, a, a donkey goes around a millstone. And so that person will be and he, turning around in the hellfire, thrown on his belly in the hellfire and going around on the floor in the hellfire like a millstone that is drawn by a donkey. And the people of the hellfire will be standing around him and they will say, Oh, so-and-so, were you not the person who used to command good and forbid evil? And then he said, I used to command good, but I would not do it. And I used to forbid evil, and I used to do it. So in this hadith, we see that Usama radiallahu anhu, yani based on this hadith of the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa he uh, followed a very balanced path in terms of giving advice to the Muslim leader, who in this case was Uthman radiallahu anhu. When he saw that there were some things that needed advice in, he, he struck a middle path, not in addressing the issue in public, not in addressing the issue that would legitimize people who already had uh, cause or already had uh, their, their agendas against Uthman to then infuriate them or then uh, give them fuel and add fuel to their fire and kindle their uh, their motivations of rebellion against Uthman. He said, I, I spoke to him uh, without opening the door that would be a door that has never been opened before. To be a door that I would be the first person to open, meaning the door of rebellion. And he said that I gave him speech, not that, you know, just speaking positively to him. You know, just saying, oh, you're good and you haven't done anything wrong and so on. So balanced. And uh, and really this shows us the importance or the way that a Muslim should approach uh, things when he is dealing especially with the Muslim leaders. Uh, that he should give advice, but in a way that's beneficial. And what the uh, scholars, they, they commented on this that if this was the approach that Usama radiallahu anhu took with Uthman radiallahu anhu, and even though Uthman was who he was, one of the ten who were given glad tolling of the of, of paradise by the Prophet وسلم, and one of the four khulafa, and had so much virtues, uh, being married to two of the daughters of the Messenger وسلم, and in spite of his goodness, and in spite of that as well. يعني, even if Usama was to criticize him, he would not fear that يعني, it would not be uh, appropriate or likely from, from Uthman radiallahu anhu to react to his criticism in a bad way and then therefore oppress uh, Usama or the Muslims due to that. Uh, uh, he did not reproach him and advise him in public. Because the scholars, they say, if Usama did that, then he would then set a trend for others to do the same, who are not like Usama and to leaders who are not like Uthman. People who 
would not be as righteous as Uthman and would definitely have problems. Uh, but as well, that would justify for them to uh, rebel against them and rebuke them and criticize them publicly. And then as well, they would not be as wise and as uh, tempered as Uthman in resisting retribution against them. Uh, because if the door was open to criticism, open criticism of Uthman, uh, then uh, others who come after Uthman who will definitely not be to the high standard of religiousness, uh, who you would expect to uh, have even more criticisms and more problems and more lacking in their judgment than what, what, what Uthman was accused of, then uh, this would cause open rebellion to every leader that would come. As well, uh, Usama did not go to the other extreme in uh, just praising and, 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 and speaking well to Uthman radiallahu anhu. He said, and he did that because يعني, he heard from the Messenger وسلم, about those who do not follow the proper Islamic commands when they command good and they don't do it or they forbid evil and uh, they do the evil themselves. Uh, now, some said, then how do we level this approach with uh, the other narration uh, from, uh, uh, from the companion who said, I gave the Pledge of Allegiance to Rasulullah to listen and obey whether I am active or whether I am lazy, whether I like it or not, that to obey according to the obedience of Allah and that I do not fear in, uh, for the sake of Allah the blame of the blamer. So this shows as well that if a person gives advice to the leader, it doesn't mean that he's rebelling against the leader. That it does, there's no contradiction with his remaining and committing to his uh, allegiance to the leader and his uh, obedience to the leader. Uh, that it doesn't prevent a person from giving advice and, and standing up uh, for what is true. الحديث الذي سمعه سمعه أسامة رضي الله تعالى عنه من رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم والذي جعله لا يختار أو جعله يختار أن لا يمدح أحدا أحدا من المسلمين ممن تولى أمرا من أمور المسلمين هذا الحديث يقول فيه النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم يجاء برجل فيطرح في النار فيطحن فيها كطحن الحمار برحاه يطحن أي يدور مثل دوران الحمار برحاء الطحن فيطيف به أهل النار فيقولون أي فلان يتعجبون ما شأنك ما الذي أتى بك ألست كنت تأمر بالمعروف وتنهى عن المنكر؟ فيقول لهم إني كنت آمر بالمعروف ولا أفعله وأنهى عن المنكر وأفعله وقال يعني يعني قال الله تعالى كبر مقتا عند الله أن تقولوا ما لا تفعلون أولا أيها الإخوة يجب أن نعلم أن مقام الأمر بالمعروف والنهي عن المنكر هو من أعلى المقامات هو من أعلى المقامات وصاحبه ينال بهذا الفعل فضيلة عظيمة لكن بشرط يعني إن, إن التزم بما يأمر به وانتهى عما نهى عنه فإن فعل ذلك الداعي إلى الله عز وجل يكون 
قد تبوأ مقاما عظيما لأن مقام الأمر بالمعروف والنهي عن المنكر هو من مقام الأنبياء والصالحين من عباده لكن كون الإنسان يعني أحيانا يأمر وينهى ويوجه وينصح وهو أبعد الناس عما يقول يعني هذا من يفعل هذا يعرض نفسه لعقوبة ذكرت في هذا الحديث يعني هذا العمل الذي يخالف فعله قوله هذا هذه المعصية هي من موجبات النار والعياذ بالله لكن يجب أن نعلم أن جمهور أهل العلم لا يشترطون في الآمر بالمعروف والنهي عن المنكر أن يكون غير متلبس بمعصية يعني هذا ليس يعني عذرا عذرا لمن ابتلي بمعصية أن ينأى عن هذا عن هذه الطاعة العظيمة فهذا ليس من شرط الأمر بالمعروف والنهي عن المنكر أن يكون صاحبه غير متلبس بمعصية لأن الجهة منفكة فعليك أن تؤدي ما أمرت به من أمر وما كلفت به من إنكار وأنت مؤاخذ بما تفعل من المنكرات وإذا ليس يعني ليس بينهما ارتباط أنه لا يفعل هذا إلا من إلا من ابتعد عن المعاصي هذا ليس شرطا يعني إن إن لم يأمر بالمعروف ولم ينهى عن المنكر أيضا إن ابتعد عن هذا يكون قد ارتكب معصية فإن كان متلبسا بمعصية ثم ترك الأمر بالمعروف والنهي عن المنكر أيضا تلبس بمعصية, بمعصية أخرى فيأمر بالمعروف وينهى عن المنكر وإن كان متلبسا بمعصية فإذا الوقوع في المعصية لا يعطي للناس يعني حقا أن يتركوا هذا هذا الأمر العظيم أيضا أيضا يعني إذا رأى الناس صاحب الأمر بالمعروف والنهي عن المنكر متلبسا بمعصية لا يعطيهم أيضا الحق الوقوع في أهل الحسبة يعني نقول نعم ما كان ما كل من يأمر وينهى صادق لكن الأمر والنهي لا بد منه وليس أهل الحسبة ولا غيرهم بمعصومين وليست أخطاؤهم بأكثر من أخطاء غيرهم يعني لا تحسب أيها الناس أن الداعية أو القائم بالأمر بالمعروف عن المنكر هو معصوم لا تحسبوا وإذا ما رأيتم منه مخالفة لا تشنع عليك كل يعني هذا التشنيع كأنه يعني هو يعني ليس في الدنيا إلا إلا هذا العاصي يعني أهل الحسبة يعني يعصون كما أن غيرهم أيضا يعصون الله عز وجل فلو اشترطت العصمة في الآمر والناهي لتعطل هذا الركن العظيم من أركان الإسلام الذي به يدفع الله عز وجل الشرور لأن المنكر إذا ظهر 
ولم يوجد من ينكره عمت العقوبة الجميع لكن إذا وجد من من ينكره ارتفعت هذه العقوبة فإذا ينبغي أن يعني نساند ونعاون القائمين بهذه المهمة وينبغي يعني أن نبتعد عن خذلانهم بسبب أنه أن بعضهم قد تلبسوا ببعض المعاصي ليس ليس هذا من يعني بالأمر الرشيد فبل ينبغي أن نعاونهم وأن نكون في صفهم لأن ما يقومون به من من أعظم الأسباب لحفظ الأمة ومن أعظم الأسباب لرفع العقوبات نسأل الله سبحانه وتعالى أن يعيننا على على يعني الالتزام بما نقول وأن يهدينا سواء السبيل وصلى الله على محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين. In the hadith, it mentions that uh, it mentions that um, that that person who commands good and forbids evil will be thrown in the hellfire, and he will roll around in the hellfire and uh, and and go in circles around in the hellfire just like a donkey that is grinding a millstone and pulling a millstone, the grinding millstone. <clears throat> and even the people of the hellfire will be standing around him amazed at the torment and the suffering that that person is going through. SubhanAllah, they're in the hellfire and they are concerned for him. Like it's it's as if he's being suffering and being punished more than the rest of the people in the hellfire. And he says, because he used to command good and he wouldn't do it, and he used to forbid evil and he used to do it himself. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he says, indeed it is most hated with Allah that you say that which you do not do. So, uh, commanding good and forbidding evil is one of the most important things to do. But it is a condition that a person should abide himself first in that. But for a person to command good and forbid evil and advise people and teach people does not mean necessarily that he is free of sin altogether and that he doesn't commit any sins. And for a person, for example, to command good and advise and he doesn't do it and his actions oppose his words. The majority of the scholars, they say, it is not a condition for the one who wishes to command good and forbid evil and advise and teach that means that he has to be perfect and sinless because that's impossible. Even if that person is sinful because if we're waiting for people to be free of sin, then that is not going to be the case. Every person is, can in some way or another be sinful or have shortcomings. But what is important that there is an obligation of commanding good and forbidding evil and teaching and advising and that this must be done even if the person who is calling has some shortcomings or even has some sins other than what he is calling to because if he stops calling commanding good and forbidding even calling people to truth and advising and teaching then this would be another sin that he is falling into because not teaching people and not commanding good and forbidding evil is a sin in and of itself and it is not an excuse if a person's falling into sin himself. It is not an excuse 
for him to leave this great responsibility of commanding good and forbidding evil. Another problem is that you have some people who uh, uh, um, pick the faults of those who command good and forbid evil. And they start to uh, attack their their character and attack their, their credibility and their integrity. And so it is not allowed for a person to do such a thing. If a person is commanding good and forbidding evil, they're doing a great deed, even though they may have uh, shortcomings and sins in other aspects. And it is important as well that those who command good and forbid evil doesn't mean that they are perfect. Sometimes they fall into mistakes in the way that they command good or forbid evil or in that themselves. So it's important that we don't uh, criticize them uh, and, 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 and tear them down and rip them down because they are doing a great deed in the fact that they're standing up to command good and forbid evil. And if we if we tear them down, then who's going to be commanding good and forbidding evil? Because we have to remember that those who command good and forbid evil are humans and they fall into sin and mistake just like others. And so we have to support those who command good and forbid evil. Uh, because if commanding good and forbidding evil is stopped, uh, then then great disaster will befall the ummah. Because commanding good and forbidding evil is a way of protecting the ummah from greater harms and greater evils. And if no one commands good and forbids evil, then great punishment will befall this ummah from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And so we should support and help and assist those who are commanding good and forbidding evil and teaching and advising and reminding helping them in doing this great responsibility. And we should not backstab them and tear them down because they are reason for the the protection and the safeguard and the health and the vitality of this ummah. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make us of those who are commanders of good and those who stand against evil and those who advise and those who who who. Uh, do the good that is pleasing to Allah instead of the evil that is hated to Allah we ask Allah to forgive our sins and shortcomings This program was presented by Al-Bayan Radio The Voice of Ahl-Sunnah Wal-Jama'ah